Episode 45, Sound and Fury, Part 1. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erythrondir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten, the show where five DMs take on D&D's top gothic horror campaign. As always, I'm Dragna Carta, your host and DM, and we are very glad to be back with you all. Uh, just a quick announcement uh, before we get started. Uh, I do not believe we will be uh, streaming next Saturday uh, due to scheduling issues with the cast, but we will be back the following week, uh, most likely. So uh, hopefully we'll have some good stuff out this episode. I'm sure everyone's feeling excited. Uh, we've got the big event, right? Uh, what do you mean, big event? We're going to go shopping? It's a shopping episode? Finally. I believe we are putting the death to a fox with high quantities of angry monkey. Zeo's been so nice to us, though. I know, but it has to be done if we want to beat this adventure. Right, the stream is going to be much worse quality from now on. We're sorry. Oh, well, I guess you can't have everything. In any case, I think uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how much of a defense our good friend Zeo can put up. I think he won't go down without a fight. So with that in mind... Let's dive right in and get started with Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. A striking elven female with an almost ritualized poise, Kiva Cyrilai always endeavors to be a level-headed mediator and a soothing presence in the lives of all she meets. Determined to look ever forward, she relies on controlling day-to-day -day chaos. Anyone who watches her for long enough, however, can clearly see there's something undeniably feral and unpredictable bubbling under the surface. In the company of these fine strangers, he is just Metrion. But across the Sword Coast, he's known as Metrion the Magnificent. He is a tiefling whose body and dress carry the signatures of a nomadic performer, as evidenced by the rougher edges of his costume and his sinewy frame covered in faded tattoos. Though he may not look like a typical magician, rest assured, he cleans up quite handsomely. The well-dressed, well-spoken half-elf who introduced herself as Lilisen has stayed away from the rest of the traveling group during the journey so far. Oh, she's friendly enough if someone strikes up a conversation with her. Charming, even. But left to her own devices, she invariably keeps to herself and even looks nervous when anyone comes within 10 feet of her. Amity, 
a terrifying deviloid with a tail that will knock your drink over if she gets too excited. Even worse, some pig follows her around and eats almost as much as she does. Yet, she's generous and easy to befriend, especially if you get her talking about her book of fables. Just, if she compares you to a fox, it's hard to tell if that's a compliment. Erythrindir is a high elf man who looks perpetually like he's never quite got enough sleep. After his departure from elven society, he found himself out in the wilderness, working as a ranger in the deep, deep woods. However, this did little to quell his passion for history, and he's found himself on the road to Neverwinter, hoping to track down a book that might hold the answer to a question he's held for a long, long time. And welcome back. So, last we left off on Twice Bitten, these compatriots had made their way to the peaks of the Amber Temple in search, or the peaks of Mount Gakis, in search of the Amber Temple, hoping there to find the secrets of Strahd's immortality, as well as on behalf of their Dusk Elf companion, Casimir, the key to resurrecting his sister, Petrina, from the ancient dead. As they camped outside, Amity dreamt of an array of amber sarcophagi containing monstrous entities and a mysterious silhouette approaching them. After entering into the temple, forewarned of entities that may lurk within, and dispatching flame skulls that had lingered as guardians, the companions explored further rooms and chambers in the, in the temple, uncovering secrets that lay within its ancient dusty halls. In the process, they encountered several strange entities imprisoned, it seemed, encased in sarcophagi of amber that offered gifts of a kind, which the characters declined, at least for now. After encountering and beheading Rahadin, Strahd's chamberlain and right-hand man, the companions advised their traveling compatriots to wait for them outside of the temple while they removed themselves including for the fact that Lilithin had been slain in battle by the mysterious guardian spellcaster of the Amber Temple. After driving away several flame skulls that had been lingering in a vault connected to a shaft that returned to the first floor, our unlikely heroes clambered up to the main floor of the temple and within there hold themselves up both to raise Lilithin from the dead at Amity's capable hands reaching across the boundaries, the border of the twilight between life and death, and therein resting and preparing themselves for the trials and challenges that lay beyond. After discussing the tactics that they would need to approach the horrors that lay deeper in the temple, especially the Guardian, whose defeat would likely be necessary for their successful escape, the companions traveled northward into a dark corridor and there swiftly dispatched a damaged amber golem that had been lurking there as a sentry for that hall. Now, with the golem dispatched, the companions find themselves standing once more in the dark hall, faintly illuminated by the shining of the sun sword, and pausing as they consider their next move. And so, we return to the darkness of the Emperor Temple.
as the golem cracks and crumbles at the final blow and falls to the ground, several pieces severing off limbs splayed across the ground, its head splintering down the center, and two pieces shattering off into either side, one rolling and slamming hard against the wall, the amber shattering into dozens of smaller pieces. The dust rises from the ancient corridor floor, and in the ancient dusty air, for a moment there is only the echo of the crash of its form and the sound of your own labor breathing. What will you all do? Ow. Sorry, oh shit, Matriana, are you okay? Yeah, no, he just cracked me in the back of the skull. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's gonna leave a mark in the morning. Uh, and uh, he rubs the back of his head and pulls his hand out and sees a little bit of blood on uh, on his fingertips. And notices that some of his hair, white hair, has got some tinge of red to it. Ugh, not a great I, look on you. How everyone? How's everyone else doing? I think you're the only one that got necked, thank god. Kivanez took care of things pretty handily. Yeah, right. Thank god I got hit. And I'm, I'm glares and starts to walk. <laughs> We've had someone die today. It is better than the alternative. The person who As died today is, uh slumped against the corner where she is still trying to uh, stay as far away from everybody else as possible, which is very difficult considering there are three people within ten feet of her. Yes. Kiva, uh, you know, sort of looks around, assessing the scene, and uh, then goes over to Lillison. She said she sort of, like, slumped down? Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of supporting herself, like, against the walls. So, well, Kiva makes her way over to Lillison. What's everyone else doing? Um, Amity also has a question for Lillison, but Kiva can go first. Uh, no, I think you can go ahead. Um, so the plan's for me to stand right up on the balcony next to the the big guy. Um, listen, Emily sort of turns over to her. Um, I wanted to know, what did it feel like? I mean, being a ghost. I mean, I maybe you don't remember because it was only like an hour. It, I, it wasn't being a ghost or being anything or anywhere. Just floating in a, a sea of darkness and not not be
it wasn't painful, or it was just floating. Pain is a very... Pain is a very fleshy thing, the way that most people speak of it. It's, it's not that when you don't have flesh to feel the pain. It's, I suppose it was more of a, an ache, a lack of something, just a hollowness, uh, the best I can describe it is not being and not having. Sorry uh, for bringing up that, but I'm I'm ready to go ahead. Lillison nods, uh, looking at Amity with a rather troubled expression, which is not out of place because she's been looking rather troubled for the last hour or so, or however long she's actually been uh, up on her feet. Earth is already dusting himself off and getting up to leave. Alright, folks. One room at a time. Y'all ready? No. Okay, are you ready enough to go forward even though your head really hurts? I mean, the honest answer is not particularly, but uh, we, we really got a choice, do we? Fair. Sorry, that was kind of a cruel thing to ask. Let's move. As they're walking away, um, Kiva's just gonna squeeze Metreon's shoulder and lay on hands him and give him uh, ten hit points. As you do, you notice Esmeralda looking out through one of the arrow slits and down at the temple floor. Interesting. I can't quite catch a glimpse of the front of the statue from here, but if things get to a certain point, we might be able to use these might prove uh, advantageous. That's a good point. Yeah, no, that's very good cover, very good line of sight. Those of us who have enough range to be able to hit the thing. Good thinking, Ez. She flashes you a grin and nods. Thank you. I think. I guess in the meantime, it might not hurt if uh, any of us are planning on fighting from range to uh, stay clear of the fray, yes? Yeah, but I think we need to clear our way to the balcony first. If we run into another statue, I don't want to split up. Very fair. Then uh, let's keep an eye out, yes? Yep, as Barathrum Deer will peek through the next set of doors into the next room. Uh, before we go ahead, Amity will spirit tape a roll and also cure wounds herself a little. Hey, nice. Very nice. So, Erthrandir, with Kiva and Esmeralda following behind, you peer into the next chamber and see here what Kiva had already observed uh, an hour or so prior, which is just a simple stone chamber with half of the eastern wall collapsed in the walls sheathed in amber and a pair of open doors 
looking out onto another area to the left side. All right. Once the group's caught up, he will step very, very slowly forward and peek out the next set of doors. Okay. Uh, where is everyone else during this time? Are they following along? If they're not, he's not going yes. until they are. Yeah, I guess we are. Casimir will bring up the rear then. All right. And yeah, he will try and stealthily, if he can, look out the next set of doors. All right. Give me a stealth check, please. Yes, sir. Um, before you do that, the sun sword is on, so I don't know if that, like, should she turn it off first, or? Mm. If the sun sword's on, then whatever's out here has already seen us through the arrow slit, so in that case, he doesn't, he's not really paying attention to that. It's up to you. Alright, she's gonna leave it then. Alright, good shit. And that's a seven on stealth, so it was a moot point anyway. That all makes sense. All right. Peering through, you slip for a second and kind of off of a pebble that goes skittering forward a few inches. You can silently curse yourself as a free action if you'd like, but Always. it seems pretty likely that someone's heard that. Okay. Still, what does he see? Okay. Peering at, you see another balcony, and this black marble balcony, 30 feet above the floor, overhangs the northeast corner of the temple. The two amber doors leading from this balcony stand open. To the west of the northern doors, an arrow slit looks out over the darkened temple below. You can just barely see the dark clouds surrounding the head of the statue as it faces forward uh, 90 degrees away from you. Does the balcony have a railing, or is it sheer? It is incredibly OSHA non-compliant. There is no railing. Bastards. He'll step back a bit to be with the others. All right, this is it. Uh, balcony's pretty wide if we want to use it as a staging area, but I'm not sure if it'll take the weight of two of whatever those beasts are. Actually, there's a question. Does it look stable enough to take the weight of, say, two of whatever those beasts are? Looking over it, it seems, at first glance, to be far less damaged than the western balcony was. You can make a investigation check to try to ascertain its stability if you'd like. Knowledge architecture. 16. Seems pretty as relatively stable as one would expect an old stone balcony to be. There are no obvious cracks or splinter points or places where it's cr pieces of crack and fall onto the floor. Alright, I think this can take your weight if we want to use this to as a jumping off point. What's the plan, gang? Uh, and you just see Metro uh, looking very hesitantly up towards you all from the corridor. Uh, and looks over to Lillison. So, uh, what, what should I expect? I mean, if we're doing this thing that we was talking about, I mean, you seem pretty uh, excited about it by by the end of it. Maybe excitement's not the right word. A soft smile spreads over Lillison's lips, and her expression sort of relaxes, um, and the tension drains from it for the first time in a little while. And she stares off into the distance, and she says. 
unbelievably alive and powerful. And I don't want to use the word indestructible, but but that is the feeling. And if you pick up the mind of a being whose foot footsteps can shake the earth and whose fists can collapse mountains, then that changes you a bit. Or at least it did to me, it seems. Right. Metreon doesn't look uh, at all helped by this. Uh, in fact, he looks even more confused. Um, and he'll just walk up with the others, walk a bit away from the listen. Okay, so tactical thoughts. We should probably send the two animals first to draw this thing out of its t out of its statue. We're not going to be doing much good outside of that unless we can meaningfully contribute to crack in the front. Once they've got that sucker open and this wizard out in the open, then I think we'll have a better place in the fray. Hmm. Anyone have any magic or capabilities that could help in cracking that sucker? Or is it going to be just sheer force? I thought it was going to be sheer force, yeah. I mean, Amity, would you be willing to cast Shatter? Um, you mean... I, I don't think I could shatter the whole statue. It's made of stone, right? Is it thick? It... it was fairly sturdy, but... I mean, if you placed it such that... Whoever is um, punching that thing's head open does not get caught in the blast, and I think Shatter might at least help somewhat with the effort. Um, Go ahead. I, I could, but it would be um, six seconds without Count Chama. Ah, yes, that is a point. It, up to you, whichever one you think is better. Here's a thought. Lilson, when we were, you were feeling that thing, it felt like the eye holes were pretty small, right? Like not some person could fit through. They felt, um, what was it, Dragon? You said two feet across. Yeah, they're they're something tiny could fit through, and maybe like a halfling or something could squeeze through, but they're not very large. They felt, um, just slightly too small for somebody to actually fit through, but not by much. Interesting. So, even presuming that whoever is getting into this thing could use magic, that rules out just flying in through there, and the Sphere of Magical Darkness blocks line of sight, so you can't just pull a cheeky teleport either. So that means there's got to be a way inside this thing, does there not? Unless whoever this wizard is, is like those ghosts from, you know, just able to go through walls. 
a point. I suppose we really cannot rule out the existence of ghost spellcasters at this stage in our life. Still, I might see if I can find some way to get inside it. If we could flank it from two sides, that might be a better incentive to startle this thing out of its niche. If you think that would be wise, because the other alternative is, well, it could be that you don't flank it and rather end up trapped in its lair. Well, that Let it come in that case. But thank you. In, in that case, any other tactical stuff we're going to discuss, or are we ready to get rolling? Uh, Esmeralda raises a hand. Just a quick question. Uh, I presume that, as mentioned, Casimir uh, and Amity will be uh, maintaining their focus on the, the problem of spells that you mentioned, yes? As a mm -hmm. In that case, uh, she looks at uh, Kiva. Uh, would you like to help me uh, stand guard by the doors? Uh, keep an eye on, make sure that nothing can come through and hurt them? I imagine that we'll want to keep cover while the uh, beasts run and, and begin the work. Kiva uh, nods and, and sort of gets ready and uh, ready to take frame. Let's fucking go. All right, Esmeralda will uh, stand by the uh, northern door and get ready to block anything that comes through, just kind of looking around the corner and holding her weapons at the ready. Casimir nods and looks toward Amity. Right then. Whenever y'all are ready. Earth has a thought. Oh, wait, one moment. And he steps forward very briefly and pulls Amity into a deep kiss and gives her bardic inspiration. There. That way we can uh, <laughs> be sure. Oh, take care, Tarla. Thank you. Amity kisses him back. Um, <laughs> I, I give you inspiration back, but I, I only have one, and... <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You it. Save it. Okay. You can do much cooler stuff through your spirit tales any day. Well. Alright, um... Lillison, is, is it you? Who, um, wants it? I, I know you're excited, but I don't know... If you can stand it. Her eyes just light up with this feverish light, and she nods rapidly several times. Casimir right. nods. Right, in that case, uh, shall I be uh, recasting on Lillison and Amity targets another, or how are we arranging this? That seems sensible to me. Alright, then, uh, who's Amity's uh, selection? Um, I, I imagine think that Metreon wanted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's what I wanted, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's what I wanted. And you see, 
uh, just a, a race of processing and emotions going through his uh, eyes. He's kind of darting around the room. Uh, yes, this is what I'm going to do, right? Okay. Uh, he starts to kind of slap his chest in preparation and as he walks up to Amity. It will be alright, Metreon. It, it will feel beautiful. Uh, he looks back at Lillison and lets his gaze kind of hang in her eyes for a moment and uh, nods and turns back to Amity. Don't, uh, don't tell me no toad by surprise or I just, you know, give me good stuff. At this, Casimir uh, turns toward um, Kiva. Right. Um, is there any way to uh, boost the lat from that thing? And he nods toward the sun sword. Uh, I can't imagine our friends will be able to see all too well in the dark in there. Kiva will, uh, I guess, brighten the sun sword to the to the max. All right, it bursts forward with a nova of light covering sixty feet. Uh, all around you, and 30 feet of dim light. Metreon uh, takes in a deep breath as uh, he's hit with this wonderful surge of vitamin D uh, and uh, nods and smiles a bit over at Kiva. Kiva just uh, smiles back and is ready to fucking fight and see her friends tear shit up. All right. Uh, in that case, Casimir and I believe Amity are casting the spells together. Amity, is that the case? Yes, this is the case. Um, All right. In that. Mm -hmm. All right. In that case, Casimir extrudes his fingers forward, the swirls of green magic flowing through the air and encircling Lillison like a cocoon, uh, and Amity casts her polymorph as well. And you're going with the one we uh, discussed, right? Uh, that's correct. All right. In that case, the group of you watch as Amity begins to murmur a story, closing her eyes, swaying ever so slightly, as if summoning the spirits that you've seen in her seances. Metreon, as you watch, slowly a silvery specter begins to rise from the ground just to the left of your foot. Oh, a moment later, another spirit begins to rise from the other side, and as all of you watch, shimmers, sparks of silvery white misty light begin to rise from the ground all around you, drifting upwards into the air until you see dozens, if not more, of specters rising up from the rocky earth, filling the chamber around you. Slowly, they begin to hum a strange, dissonant whisper that echoes through the air. Eyes closed, they begin to whirl, swirling around Metreon, ensnaring him. And as you watch Metreon, you feel yourself beginning to lift off of the ground, brought upwards by a strange ethereal levitation. As the song of the spirits mounts to a fevered pitch, they glow a brilliant white light and flare outwards. At the very center of their form, you see floating there, Metreon's body, but his eyes are glowing a bright, but strangely dark, ethereal purple. All around him, the shapes of the spirits all around you, the ghosts, their bodies themselves formed into a massive shape, a silhouette of silver mist. 
you see a massive reptilian head, giant jagged teeth glimmering with silver gold light. Behind it, a long scaled neck almost running down into a pair of wings that have been ripped and torn ragged until they are clearly flightless, but flare outward on either side, filling the entirety of the chamber. Behind it, a long tail winding and lashing impatiently all the way toward the back of the room. And as you twitch your body in this enormous spiritual mass metron, you watch as one of the forelimbs of this massive beast twitches, claws digging deep into the stone and gouging through the rock. And Lillison in the corner, you see her form growing, expanding, the green magic bursting free to reveal the familiar uh, Blood Bramble Beast. And I will place the tokens for the Blood Bramble Beast and the Shadow Drake onto the field. Ooh. Yeah, I'd say as he's getting lifted off the ground, there's this moment where you all just hear him wincing and screaming. Uh, but as the shadows start to form and and contort and create this, this shell of a, of a much larger creature, you hear the scream kind of transform into this deep roar that goes throughout. I just realized that we're going to have to squeeze through that door, aren't we? <laughs> yes, but you should be able to do it at half speed. Yeah, um, as Lillison's form um, contorts and cracks and bursts out into the familiar shape of this beast, she also sort of leans back and opens her mouth wide as if she's going to roar and then just doesn't and rears up higher and higher on her legs instead and then comes back down with surprisingly soft half of her front paws onto the ground and uh, looks at Casimir and stretches her head forward and kind of like nudges him as gently as possible. He gives you a nod and a small smile. Alright then, if y'all don't mind leading the way. Yeah, um, at the sound of that, Metreon uh, starts to use his claws to get himself up off the ground and he's going to just barrel through the doors as quickly as he can. Earth like throws himself backward as Metreon comes rushing through. Bramblebee's coming through. Beep beep. Alright, the two of you squeeze yourselves lumbering forward onto the massive stone balcony uh, before you in the light cast by Kiva's sun sword. You can just faintly see the temple floor below but not seeming quite so far away as before and before you the great stone statue towering above the space below its dark shadow and shrouded head peering down coldly upon the rest of the expanse of this chamber what would you like to do? I want to destroy that statue I want to destroy it until it's dust I mean, same. Uh, I mean, as soon as uh, there is a clear path to do so, uh, Bramble Beastison would like to jump up onto the head of the statue, uh, but waiting to see what Metreon does first. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and if we're not going by initiative, uh, 
Metreon's uh, going to, uh, or I guess Metreonzilla, we'll say, uh, Metrozilla uh, is going to go ahead and, yeah, just jump down. Uh, can, from this distance, can he jump onto the statue? Uh, yes, he can. And as you move to jump, if you'd like, I would like to have everyone roll initiative. Let's do it. Woohoo! Enjoy that 25 foot long jump, Jack. That's going to be so good. That's a 22 on initiative. 17. Beautiful. 21. I should be using this initiative, shouldn't I? Uh, don't worry about it. That is a 22 for me. All right, and Kiva. All right, I think we've got everyone. So with that, uh, Erthrendir, as you watch Lillison and uh, the creature that is Metreon make their way to the end of the balcony and Metreon begins to leap onto the statue, what would you like to do, Erthrendir? Okay, somewhat taken aback by just the ferocity they're showing, Erthrendir is going to let the magic of the blade song surround him and then just sort of sidle past the beasts with the same air as someone trying to push through in a busy supermarket, which I'm aware takes double movement, so from here. And then, how far down is it to the ground from this balcony? Uh, from here, it's around 30 feet. Okay, can he snag the grappling hook on the ledge and start climbing down? Go for it. Excellent. So... Would snap, would putting the grappling hook there be my object interaction? Uh, I would say yes, that would be your object interaction for the round. Excellent. And climbing's half speed, so I have 45 feet of movement, 30 feet down to the ground. He'll get low enough that he won't take falling damage and then just drop on the floor. And then... All right, and down you go then. Sidle. Yep, and sidle briefly under the balcony for cover. And that's All his right. turn. Very good. Uh, next up is Gorillasin. What are you doing? Alright. Gorillason would like to jump onto the head of the statue if she can. Alright, go for it. Uh, I would say that Metreon is already onto one side of it with that jump starting combat, so if you'd like to move yourself to be on the other side. King I Kong and Godzilla indeed. hanging from the same tree. Yes. Um, I don't have... Does that look good? Uh, the sort of magical darkness is messing with my... Uh, uh, yes, here. that looks fine. Mm -hmm. Alright, and uh, I would like to get a good grip on uh, wherever it is that I'm standing on this statue and start shoving my fists into the eye holes that I felt last time. You mean a gorilla? All right. Group? Yes, that thing. Very good. Uh, all right. Begin shoving your. Uh, as I recall, you weren't able to fit your whole fist through, uh, but you did crunch and splinter quite a bit. You can resume your punching if you'd like. I am resuming my punching. All right. Give me an attack roll. First attack roll is twenty-three. Uh, that will hit. Roll some damage. Twenty-one damage. 
21 damage. As your fist comes crashing through it, you feel the last bit of resistance give way, and you feel the uh, hollow shell of the statue's front face just shatter into smithereens. From the other side, suddenly you hear what sounds like the rustling of robes. Okay, but I can't see anything still? It is completely dark. Okay, I am going to... But you can hear what seems to be some kind of creature on the inside. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use my other fist attack and just punch in, hoping to hit something, because I have a very large fist. Alright, very good. Uh, make an attack roll disadvantage. That is a uh, an 11 with disadvantage. Uh, an 11 with disadvantage. Uh, you hear the sound of something moving swiftly inside of the shattered interior of the hollow statue's head, and your fist smashes against the far side of the wall. Evidently, this thing is hollow and filled and has a stone so on the other side. Metron, you actually see, as you're clinging onto it, your claws scratching into the stonework of the other side. Part of the backside of the statue kind of bulge outward and crack with splinters as Lillison's fist impacts into it. Fabulous. Okay, and uh, seeing that... Is, is, like, the top of this statue head just completely off now? Uh, it it's not like off. You've punched through the... Yeah, like, imagine if there was a mask, you've punched through the mask. Okay, interesting. Um, guys, I'm wondering whether I should drop down right now so I'm no longer within its line of sight. What do you guys think? Mm, I'd say it's either going to be you or Matreon, so follow your heart. All right, I'll stay where I am. Uh, that is my turn. All right, very good. That is the end of your turn. Next up, we got Amity. What's going on? Hell yeah, Amity's rushing onto this balcony, um, cheering on these two kaijus, um, and then begins to hum this uh, loud and, and haunting tune as a counter charm for her action. So he has absolutely no way out of this situation. Pass turn. All right, very good. Esmeralda is up, and she will ready an action to attack anything that comes through these doors. Actually, you know what? She's going to scooch up and move just beside Amity, ready to defend her. She kind of uh, meets Kiva's eyes and gives a nod to Casimir and shoots you a thumbs up. Uh, it is now Metreon's turn. Yeah, uh, Metreon, does he hear the squirming inside? Uh, yes, he absolutely does. Yeah, he wants the creamy nougat uh, that's inside this uh, Cadbury egg. Uh, so yeah, he's going to go ahead and uh, first with a bite. Uh, with And just for flavor, I'll say that some of these teeth uh, are plated in gold. Love it. All right. Let's see an attack roll. Ah, uh, shit. That's going to be a 12. 12. Unfortunately, you, your jaws scrape the backside of the stone of this chamber, and you actually feel as the jets of misty breath extrude from your massive frame and muzzle what feels like a kind of void, an absence, perhaps a corridor or some kind of descending ramp space at the back of it, and you feel that tickle of air uh, that signifies that something has withdrawn from your attack, but as you pull your muzzle back out, you're not quite able to connect. Okay, um, so... Here's the thing. Uh, so my multi-attack, I can't apparently make both attacks against the same target. Now, if I was just trying to bite the whatever was inside, could I use my tail on the statue itself to try and dislodge 
uh, some more pieces so to make whatever's inside exposed? Um, I would say from your current position, um, well, actually, given that you probably would have to move a bit forward to bite at the inside. Um, hmm. Let me just take a quick look at the stat block here. I mean, it is bludgeoning damage. I don't know if that counts. But. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think I think you would be able to attack with a tail the back side of the head. Uh, cool. Lillison hasn't quite done too much damage to it, but you can begin the demolishing process. 25. 25 will hit. Roll some damage. It's going to be 13 points of bludgeoning. All right, 13 points. Your tail smashes against the back side of the statue set, and you feel it begin to crack and crumble somewhat. Uh, you've certainly begun to weaken it. Great. And uh, that's my turn. All right, very good. That ends Metreon's turn. Next up, uh, let's see. We are looking at... All right, I think Kiva's sticking back around, uh, guarding for Casimir. So as your turn ends, Metreon. Yes. You... Hmm, let's see what's going on. All right, very good. So with that, um, the two of you watch as suddenly bursting forth from the eye holes of the statue. Um, yeah, that seems fine. Uh, a moment in which you don't immediately see anything on the interior and then a rush of sudden air from the interior as you feel something abruptly moving past both of your forms into the air. If you'd like, the both of you can make an opportunity attack. Oh, hell yeah. something moving past you. Uh, it's 27 to hit. That is a 21 hits. to hit. Uh, the 21 almost hits, but as you watch, suddenly... Uh, <laughs> Whirling around the space, you see a shimmering shield of lightning and flame deflecting your blow as it scorches your knuckles, blowing your hand back. Uh, so that will be shielded and deflected, uh, but I would like Vetron to roll some damage, please, for that bite. Yeah, so I lunge up and bite at the shadow and tear into it for 42 points of piercing damage. 42 Jesus points, all right. You tear across it with your teeth, digging deep into whatever you find there. And there feels a strange sort of resistance, almost as the meat is much tougher than you've expected. There's this almost foulness and ichor to the blood that you find yourself tearing away. Amity, you can see this black liquid dri uh, dripping down some of Metreon's jagged teeth. Um, and let me check something quickly. If he's a medium and strong creature, he's grappled. Oh, is he now? Yes. All it's right. It's too. All right, let me check something then. Also, concentration check? Yep. <laughs> We're like kids on Christmas morning. Uh, that is going to be a 20, so that's a successful concentration check. Uh, but Aww. nonetheless, uh, Metron, you catch something invisible, wriggling, stained with black blood in the middle of your teeth and your jaws. Fabulous. I'm going to wiggle my head around like a, like a dog with a chew toy in its mouth. 
All right, as you do, uh, you suddenly feel the space in your jaws abruptly go slack as whatever's in your mouth vanishes. Hmm, okay. All right. Um, about that concentration check, uh, Metron did 42 damage, so the DC was 21 on the concentration check, correct? Resistance. Ah, that is true. But yes, let me check something, actually. Ah, uh, resistance. Ye. Uh, actually, no, fails by one. So I will <gasps> describe to you what you see uh, upon its emergence before it immediately vanishes. You see, in the midst of the grasp of your teeth, what seems to be a slender humanoid figure, but um, actually, one second, I'm noticing something. Um, gotcha. Actually, no, uh, it did uh, 42 half to 21, right? And so the DC is half to 11, actually. Correct. Alas. So you actually do not see anything in your jaws, and it vanishes before you get a glimpse. The thing we don't see vanishes before we get a exactly. glimpse. All right, very good. Uh, in that case, you have no idea what that what just happened, and you have no idea where it went. Uh, with that in mind, it is Casimir's turn, uh, who will holler out uh, from behind the door. How's it looking out there? What's going on? Seems to be all right so far. Just stay back here and make sure you don't get, let anything happen to you. Right, will do. And with that, I believe that'll be all for his turn. He does not have over much that he can do right now. Uh, so he will quickly dart off to the opposite side and ready a firebolt for anything that he can see. All right, with that, it is Erythrindir back at the top of the round. Okay, so he's going to move out from underneath the balcony. Could he see briefly what happened there from his position? Uh, I would say most of it was blocked. He could hear yeah. the commotion, but he wasn't able to get a good look. Okay. So he'll step out from under the balcony to get a better line of sight. And realizing that Damn it, I heard something. What happened to the what happened to it? Realizing that two the two people who could answer cannot answer because they are large animals. You hear some roaring. Yes, lots yep, of roaring. Yeah, yeah. Alright. He is going to ready an action for if to step out it's going to step out here. And if he hears or sees this creature do anything, like cast a spell or anything like that, while it's within range of distant whispers, he's going to cast it. All right, very good. Readying distant whispers. Yep, and that's his turn. All right. Uh, with that, it is Gorilla Sen again. You're up. No, it's not. Uh, Babe, it's it's fine. Uh, you can you can no, go. It it's really okay. <laughs> We, We're gonna keep going. We completely skip Kiva last turn. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Kiva. Let's We're just keep going. No, no, no. Let's keep going. I'll just take my turn in the next in the next round. All right, uh, Lillison, you're up. There is absolutely um, no indication where this thing is or went, right? 
Uh, that is correct. You notice that Metron seemed to catch something in his jaws, and it just vanished. His jaws slamming shut with obvious tension. Okay. Um, in which case... All right. I'm going to ready an action to throw a rock at uh, whatever, like if I see like the bead of a fireball forming or anything like that, um, or you know any hostile actions or anything like that, uh, I will throw the rock right where uh, it is going to be coming from. Gotcha. I will say that you can get a rock from the smashed uh, interior of the statue's face. But if you want to get another one, you'll probably have to get it from the crumbled balcony to your left or the collapsed uh, ceiling from the eastern chamber. Does that sound fair? Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, Ready an action to lob a rock then. With that, it is Amity's turn. Okay. Uh, I should have done this earlier. Um, uh, Amity drops counter charm for one turn to cast, speak with animals so that she can relay information back and forth to these magnificent beasts. Oh my um, god. Uh, is that a concentration spell? No, it's not. I would wow. check that. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, now basically if the party has info for these beasts or if they have info for the party, Amity will be happy to relay it um, back and forth. Um, Alright, so out of curiosity... But, uh, before moving on, what does Amity hear uh, Metreon and Lillison currently saying, if anything at all? Can Metreon and I understand each other? Uh, I would say no. You are not fluent in each other's uh, languages, whatever that may be. Uh, well, you just... Oh, go on. Lillison is, is going to be saying something to the effect of if that thing shows its head, I swear I'm going to... Uh, and you, you just hear Metrozilla repeating over and over, meat, meat. All right, sorry for the interruption. Thank you all uh, for that lovely mental image. Uh, Amity, what are you doing for the rest of your, of your turn? Uh, just going up to the corner of the balcony and like scouting all around, seeing if she can see this thing. Maybe it's deeper in the statue. Um, he doesn't really know what's going on. It's Esmeralda's turn now. Okay, very good. Uh, Esmeralda will make her way toward you, and she will... Let me see if she has a spell slot for this. I think she does. She will tap you on the shoulder and say, Redzen, I think you can make better use of this than I can, given the situation. And she will cast Greater Invisibility on you. Cool. As each of you watch as Amity vanishes from sight, but can, I presume continues... Well, the counter charm is not currently active, because you use your act, action. So you'll have to restart that next turn. Uh, but yes, Esmeralda will then give a nod and look back around uh, for any indication of anything that might come swooping toward you. And that will be the end of her turn, as she readies an action at attack. Metreon, what are you doing? Uh, so, hungry for meat, and uh, excited by the taste of blood, uh, I'm going to go ahead and try and snap at, in the direction of whatever I was chewing on before, so that I guess that'll be a disadvantage, or... Uh, there's nothing there anymore. As far as you can tell, there's nothing near to your jaws. Uh, 
Okay. Um, well, uh, shit. Um, uh, he's not smart right now. So he's going to... Would I be able to use my multi-attack on the statue itself, even though it's the same target? Or could I, like, hit different parts of the statue and count uh, all two different targets? I would say you could hit different parts of the statue. Alright, so I'm gonna bite into the head some more. Alright, go for it. Uh, 26. 26. Uh, give me some damage. It's gonna be 27 points of piercing damage. Alright, 27 points. You smash the back of the head. Your jaws just burrowing through it and splintering it out. Uh, if you've ever seen um, uh, in the Land Before Time where the, the T-Rex kind of shoves its entire face through this like small tunnel, it has that exact vibe, just chomping and snorting and doing its best to search for any sort of meat on the other side, but there's nothing there. Yep, what yep, are you attacking yep. with your tail? Yes. Ooh, 27 again. Alright, and what are you hitting with this? Uh, I'm just trying to hit uh, maybe like the torso. Just try and cave it in All a right. bit. I think that's fine. Uh, this will be. This is, seems a bit more doughty, but you can go for it. Okay, it's going to be 18 points of bludgeoning. All right, 18 points. Your tail smashes across the back, and you see something beginning to splinter uh, just the back. It seems there might be some hollow space somewhere down as well. All right. That's my turn. All right. Uh, with that, Kiva, you are up. All right. So seeing that there is no immediate sort of danger to Casimir, she is just going to... Um, when you ready an action, can you also ready a bonus action or is it just one or the other? No, just one thing. Okay. All right. So she's just going to ready an action um, for if anyone comes, you know, within uh, melee distance of her or Casimir to, to start swinging away. But other than that, she's good. All right, very good. In that case, that is the end of your turn. And so... All right. There is a brief moment of pause. And then Metreon and Lillison, you hear the sound of mumbled, wor mumbled words and hear the sound of a slight tearing on a deep resonant level that then immediately vanishes. Tearing level? Like, what do you mean? Almost as though, so, almost as though someone had taken a piece of fabric and then split it, but on a deeper level, almost as this, as though, um, almost as though somebody were casting a teleport spell to get away. On a meta, on a meta level, perhaps, yes. Am I allowed to throw a rock at this? Uh, you cannot. Uh, you hear it from the other side of the arrow slit. Is it oh. within sixty feet of me? Uh, it is within sixty feet of you. Um, but as far as I know, um, yeah. let me just think something real quick here. Isn't it whispers? Um, is a creature that can hear you. That is true. Uh, what was the exact that is trigger why I cast it. Uh, if I saw a sign of this fucker casting a spell at my friend... I would say range. you're not close enough to hear this. Fair enough. Alright, uh, but yes, if you'd like to throw a, walk, a rock at that arrow slit, uh, well, listen, you are welcome to do so. I will do so. 
All right, roll to hit. 22 to hit. Uh, that will certainly hit. For 42 damage. 42 damage. All right, very nice. Uh, it slams into the aeroslit, and you, you, Metron, you actually watch as it dents and crashes through, utterly demolishing that section of the wall uh, and laying it entirely bare. Uh, but looking through, there's nothing on the other side. All right, uh, with that, it is now Casimir's turn, and he will continue readying his firebolt. Uh, after shouting out again, Brad, what's going on there? I keep hearing things on the other side. Are you still in melee with it? It seems like they are. Don't uh, don't let your guard down, though. Right, sounds good. And he will ready a firebolt. Erthrandir, you are up. Okay. So Erthrandir is having horrible, horrible flashbacks to what his teachers back at magic school described as scry and fry tactics. As he shouts up, All right. If this thing's invisible, then it's going to keep that advantage. Probably just going to pick us. Up, probably just going to pick us off from the sides, if we can. And then, remembering the language issue, he switches. Fuck! What language can switches to? Eh, he doesn't know this. He switches to infernal. If we can't, if we can, we need to pin this thing down somewhere that we can, somewhere that we can all lay into it without it squirming away. And break the concentration on invisibility on that invisibility if it's got it. Uh, question: Does anyone here speak Infernal? I believe the only two people are currently polymorphed. Surely Amity must. Yeah, speak Amity this. would. Oh yeah. no, sorry, yeah. Amity is not polymorphed. Jesus. Yes, Amity understands. Sorry. Yeah. I thought I forgot that Amity was not lays this information in beast language. Is is that how speak with animals works, or would she have to talk in like? Uh, I would say that they can understand it in. Let me look at the exact text of the spell. Uh, I'm just make a preliminary ruling that uh, you are speaking in whatever language you choose, and they just understand you. Yeah, Emily can like just repeat exactly what Erthrandir said to the syllable, but somehow they understand her. All right, very good. Okay, and in that case, there's no sign of hide nor hair of this thing, right? Uh, you use your action this turn, right? No. All right, you can make a perception check to look around. Yes, please. Look and listen. Eleven. No sign. Just looking around, you see this vast, dark, empty space all around you. The temple fading away. You can't even see the other ends. The corners just faded away into shadows. Um, you can just very faintly see glimmering in the, in the light of the sun sword. The massive smashed head of the statue in the spaces where Lilithin and Metron have begun demolishing the rest of it. But of whatever this thing is, there's no sign of anything other than your friends. Alright. He's gonna use this opening to run across the floor, Blightsong lending him speed, and squeeze in next to the statue. And that's his turn. Alright, very good. Um, with that, let me just check something real quick. Um, looking up, actually, Erthrandir, you yeah. see floating in the darkness just toward the southeastern side of the temple, all the way up in the balcony, a faint 
fuzzy, dark humanoid shape hovering in the air just in the corner. All right, he's going to relay this. Southeast, up on the balcony. Again, in Infernal. All right, very good. And that's his turn. All right, with that, it is Lillison's turn. What are you doing? Um, Lillison is going to drop down to the ground. All righty. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, at her full run speed, she can get about there-ish. Okay. Trundle, 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 trundle. Very good. Um, is there anything that she can see casually around here? Uh, I would say there's nothing you can see. You do not have dark vision. Okay. Uh, hazards of being not an elf. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, since uh, she would have had to use her action to get here, uh, no way to prepare an action or anything like that. Uh, what is the radius on Amity's counter charm when Amity re- resumes counter charming? If Amity resumes counter charming, uh, and that's a big if, the radius is six, 30 feet. Okay. Uh, Gorillason might have just uh, done a tactically unwise thing, but here she, she is, is and here we are. It is next person's turn. All right, Amity, you're up. Yeah, um, Amity doesn't know where this guy is, um, so she just like, I, I think he's trying to get away. Should we just try to leave the temple? Um, and she is going well, to... Well, Eric just told her she was on. he was on the southeast balcony. Yeah, um, oh, oh, that's him on the southeast balcony. Okay, Amity's gonna make her way there, which I think involves going around the hallway. Um, so just dashing uh, back through these doors and back through this hallway. Uh, and that is what she will do. Not having an advanced grapple hook. Uh, but she is extremely invisible right now, so nobody... Well, the grappling hook's still snagged if she wants to just climb down to the ground. Oh, it is? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, DM, may I sort of un unmove this? I'll allow it. The Are you going to okay. clam clamble down to the lower level? Um, I was thinking more of, like, slinking down to the lower level. <laughs> I will allow slinking. <laughs> okay, great. Um, how much movement to get down? Uh, it's climbing, it's 30 feet, so I would say it's 60 feet, uh, or you could go uh, 30 feet and then take the final 10 of damage. Uh, I'll just go all the way down so that I don't take any classic damage. Um, and so I think I end my turn, like, basically at the bottom, um, depending on where it was set up along the balcony. The edge here at the bottom. Great. All right, Amity, you're able to scramble down to the bottom. But that's dashing, so um, mm -hmm. yeah. she's just sort of set her sights uh, to the south. And I think that makes it Esmeralda's turn. Uh, yes, indeed. It is Esmeralda's turn. Uh, with that, she is going to give a nod uh, to Kiva and ask 
Right then, uh, do you think we should follow or stay here to God's rear? Well, maybe we put Casimir between us. Um, I can stay up here. Maybe you can jump down or vice versa. Uh, you seem to have a lot more magical capabilities though, so maybe you should stay with Kaz and, and I can follow Amity. Chinat. Right, no problem. I'll stay here and watch his back. You take care, right? You too. Alright, she will make her way over to the doorway by Casimir, uh, ready her weapons as Lovelson goes barreling off into the darkness, shoot you a nod, and ready herself for whatever might come. Uh, Metron, it is now your turn. Uh, just acting on this instinct, this instinctual hatred of whatever the statue is or symbolizes, uh, leaves my attack uh, to continue to try and demolish it. Alright, go for it. Uh, it's a 14 on the bite. Uh, 14 unfortunately does not hit. You kind of try to cut through the stone, smashing your face against it, but it's a little too resilient. And then a 29 on the tail. 29 on the tail. The, hail, the tail sl- lashes forward. Uh, I'm guess are you kind of like shimmying down and going for one of the limbs? Uh, so yeah, what's happening? Yeah, uh, well, actually, I'm just kind of like shimmying down, and after I bite, and then kind of like whapping it, uh, the torso with my tail. As I'm- uh, it has to be a different target for the tail. Oh, uh, I mean that's what I hit last time was the torso and the head. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I understand now. Got it. So. Uh, the head continues to be there, uh, just a little bit, this kind of weird shell of stone. But if you'd like to attack with a torso with your tail, you can roll for it. Yeah, that's 29 with 18 points of bludgeoning. Beautiful. You smash right through the backside, op- opening a great gouging hole right inside, uh, almost like the popping of a shell. And just glancing down, you can see that there seems to be some sort of interior hollow staircase descending down the back torso of this massive stone statue. Ooh. All right. Um, and then what did I hear Amity say about uh, something? About um, like where he is? Erythrindir said he was on the southeast balcony. Oh, I wouldn't have understood uh, that. Sorry, Amity repeated that to you. Oh, so, okay. So, you, all right. Gotcha. Um, then, yes, I'm going to use the remainder of my movement to climb down and chase after Gorillison. All right. I would say it'll take you around 15 feet of movement to get down far enough where you can drop without taking any damage on your fall. And then from here, are you going to move the rest of whatever your movement is? Yeah, so it's 50 minus 15 is what, 35? Yep. All right. That as the Shadow Drake plummets to the ground and goes lumbering hungrily across the floor toward its new target. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Yeah. All right, Kiva, you're up. All right, so I'm to assume that when Amity jumped down, um, there was like a height difference that Kiva would also have to scale, yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's uh, a grappling hook snag. There's a grappling hook snagged on the edge that she can climb down if she needs to. Oh, amazing. Okay, yeah. So um, I guess she'll do that to, to take the grappling hook down and not throw herself off and jump, which is what I was going to have her do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that's 30 feet down. And then um, she's going to use the last 10 feet of her movement um, to go there. And I think... 
Um, yeah, let's action dash and get up close to Lil. And then, um, yeah, that's going to be her turn. All right. And now in the light of the sun sword, Grillison can in fact see this creature that was floating in the shadows to the south. In the dim light, you can just faintly make out its features. Uh, this strange, slender humanoid figure with strangely vulpine features, like a jackal of sorts. You can see that it has these two brown ears pointing back and yellowish eyes glaring down toward you. You can see that it wears a purplish cloak over its back and a gray-white robe covered with many strange patches in different colors as it looks down upon you. There's a faint pink crystalline glint from its eyes as it looks down toward you, reflected from the sun sword's light. You can't make out any too fine details. How far away is it from me? Uh, it is around I think 35 feet, but it's notably also floating 25 feet off the ground. Alright, cool. I'll wait for my turn to do anything about that. Alright, very good. With that, Kiva has gone, which means that it is your new friend's turn. As it will... Let's see. Look toward you. And immediately fly through the air in a direction somewhat opposite yours. Let me just check something real quick. Very good. And let's see. Excellent. Uh, you see this creature... Hmm. Raise a hand and then glance toward the western wall. And then southwestern for a moment and then it blinks vanishing out of existence that does not bode well all right that is the end of its turn uh, next up is Casimir, uh, who has nothing to shoot at and will move a little across the doorway to the opposite side. Uh, it is now Erythrindir's turn again. Okay. So what he saw was distinctly a teleport, right? Yes. All right. Although, Damn, actually, I would say it was, out, it was outside of Erythrindir's line of sight. I believe. Even Let me just double check. Even with the sun blade Oh no, with a sun sword, yes, it would have been illuminated. Yep, you would have seen okay. a distinct teleport. Then a great question. Does Erythrindir know what this is? Uh, make an arcana check. Yes, sir. 22. 22. Um, you recognize this as being an Arcanaloth, a type of not demon, not devil, but a fiend of sorts, a Yugoloth that dwells in the plains 
beyond the Nine Hells or uh, the Abyss. You're not certain about its capabilities per se, but you do know that they are often retained as guardians of knowledge and powerful magics and enjoy dealing in such as well. Okay, so... No and that they are extraordinarily powerful mages. All right. This thing's, a, this thing's a fiend, like a demon or a devil or something. It's... Don't know much about it, but they've got magic beyond anything we've dealt with before. Be very, very careful. And then, with the indent of this information, realizing that they're fighting essentially an archmage, he's going to dart up the stairs past Kiva and... Head on, head up a floor onto this balcony proper. All right. And once he does, any sign of the Arcanoloth or still just fuck all? Uh, looking around, uh, you have an action left? I do. Okay, uh, make a perception check for me. Thank you, bonus to movement speed. Ten. Ten. Uh, you actually do see a faint flicker of movement in the entry corridor. But several feet, uh, by which I mean more than 20 feet above the ground. In the entry corridor. It's flying, though. And having fulfilled his role as mobile spotter, that is his turn. All right, it is Gorillasin. What you doing? Gorillasin will synthesize all this information. And start heading up. Trundle, trundle, trundle. Trundle, 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 trundle. Uh, so I, I actually can't see what's on, uh, what's on this map because the darkness isn't auto-clearing. Um, is there a way that I can get, like within view uh, of mm-hmm. within view of the entry corridor from where I was uh yes uh this is where, where as best you recall the entry corridor being it is completely dark but somewhere okay. around 10 feet above the top of your head uh you can hear the sound of what sounds like that cloak rustling in the wind again all right Gorillison's going to pick up a rock and chuck it uh, there are no rocks in this immediate vicinity, but if you'd like, Seriously? I'll allow you to rip off a piece of balcony and throw that. I will rip off a piece of balcony and chuck it. All right. For the sake of thoroughness, give me a strength check. I do not expect you to fail this. Twelve. Uh, I would say that you try to rip off a piece of balcony and not knowing your own strength, it crunches and crumbles in your own hands and falls to pieces. It is not usable as a rock this turn. Okay. Uh, that is... All right. Um, if you'd like to throw an Aerithrin Deer, you're welcome to it. I would not like to throw Aerithrin Deer. Fastball <laughs> <laughs> special. Oh, it's iconic. Yeah, no, the... The, the fact that, you know, in my uh, stat block, it just gives me the opportunity to attack with, quote-unquote, my rock, uh, makes me think that I should be able to just execute this thing that I have 
Um, Unfortunately, you do not carry around a hammer space of rocks. It assumes that they are available. Uh, There are plenty of places where you can find some and carry some along with you, I would say. Uh, But since you have not taken any alongside you, uh, you do not currently have an inventory full of rocks. Okay, I would like to uh, spend my action uh, crunching up more pieces of this balcony so that I can have ammunition for my ranged attack. All right, uh, that is fine. Give me another strength check. Depending on how you roll, I'll give you a number of different pieces of ammunition. 14. 14. Uh, you get one uh, piece of ammunition for use as a rock. All right. You you heard this, guys. We are ca- we are moving into the sort of uh, campaign where we track ammunition. Uh, oh, no. That's no. It, the end of my turn. <laughs> I've been tracking ammunition. <laughs> Look, show, show me where you have pockets and I'll give you unlimited ammunition. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I'll all show right, you where cool. my pockets are. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, we are not dealing with marsupials here. Amity, you're up. Uh, Amity's just dashing towards the staircase, um, relaying uh, Deer's information about, you know, this guy's really powerful or whatever, um, but he's running away from us, so should we chase him down? I mean, it seems like we could just leave for free if he's running away. But yeah, she's just dashing up the stairs, and that's her turn. All right, very good. Uh, next up is Esmeralda. And she will move adjacent to Casimir and begin checking out the way up in front of them, readying an action to attack anything that stops them. Uh, Metreon, you're up. Uh, did Amity say this in a tongue that Metreonzilla can understand? Always. Uh, so you would hear a reply in a roar. Everyone else would just hear a roar. Uh, no meat. And... Uh, come barreling up 50 feet. So I get up close to Erythrindir. Hey. Uh, now, uh, if I'm barreling, I know that Amity's medium-sized and I'm not. Um, would I be able to get past her or would I just, like, stomp on her? You're uh, you can... Larger, right? Uh, yeah, you can, you can get up past Amity. You can go through her square. All right, so, um, yeah, mar- marching the 50 feet, uh, just barely uh, missing as I, my feet fall uh, over Amity's head, rushing up beside Erythrindir. Um, Shaisa. Uh, there's not much I can really do, though. Um, yeah, uh, Aliwu will hold my action uh, in case... Uh, this creature gets within range, and I'll we'll attack it with a bite. All right, very good. Uh, that is the end of your go, Kiva. You're up. All right, so I am going to as move this massive up. like dragon from the spirits like stomps over your head, and Amity's hammering up the stairs, lumbering forward into the darkness. What are you doing? Kiva is taking that opportunity to move up. Uh, let's say sort of kitty corner uh, gonna sneak through here and move in front of the giant Drake uh, that is her best friend and um, the giant uh, beastie that is her other best friend and yeah um, I guess ready in action again if it comes within melee range alright very good that is the end of your turn and next up uh, Gorillison you hear something and then see something illuminated by the light of Kiva's sun sword, 
whirling through the air above you, this strange uh, jackal-faced fiend hovering through the air above you as it tries to get out of your reach, but you're just realizing you have some long arms. Would you like to make an opportunity attack? I would love to make an opportunity attack. All right, go for it. 23 to hit. 23 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Roll some damage. 15 damage. All right. Uh, have to eight as you realize that this thing seems a little more resistant than you would have otherwise expected. Then floats up into the air um, a full 30 feet overhead and out of your reach. And continues moving across the balcony and looking down toward Erthrindir and Kiva. Cold eyes looking down toward you, raises its hand, uh, lightning crackling and dancing around the tips of slender clawed fingers, and then it sends pointing down toward the air, uh, right toward Erthrindir. Uh, I will need Erthrindir to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Yes, sir. 17. Oh, wait, that was acrobatics. Hold on. <laughs> All good. 24. 24, that succeeds. Uh, you take half damage, which is 20 points of lightning damage. Ooh. Absorb element. And as you watch, blasting forth from your chest, you watch as three other bursts of lightning flare out toward you, hitting Kiva, Amity, and Metreon. I will need the three of you to make uh, dexterity saving throws, please. That's a 12. <laughs> That's an eight. Um, that is a ten. Should I add bardic inspiration? Probably not. Save it for the concentration check. Good All right. Point. In that case, uh, the three of you each take thirty-nine points of lightning damage, and I will need a concentration oh. check from Amity. And is Erthendir currently concentrating on anything? No. All right. Very good. I don't... Is this even a concentration check I can make? Um, Just hold do, on. Uh, DC is... <laughs> yeah, DC is 19. Like, okay, I'm not going to oh. bardic inspiration oh, to shit. add to this one. Oh, wait a minute. Does this does this count as an effect I can see because of my danger sense? I should get advantage on that? Uh, you would get advantage, yes. So you can, you can, you can have advantage on it. Is a 15 help? <laughs> it does not. The DC was 17. I'm okay. sorry. Whatever. But, but good, good, good thought. Good thought. That was good. That was helpful. Uh, it, it, so close. Uh, unfortunately, Amity, uh, that was, what was your concentration check? Um, it was a one. Okay, with that you watch as the polymorph spell around Metreon rustles flickering for a moment and then the spirits with a wail fall apart, splintering as their cohesion is lost by the force of your broken concentration and in their place, dropping down to the ground is Metreon. All right. And so with that, let's see, in two, three, four. All right, very good. Uh, with that, it is now Casimir's turn. As he will chance a quick peek out of this door. And what the hell? He's going to fire a lightning bolt at it. So he can't cast light lightning bolt because he doesn't know it, but he can cast fireball. Thank you. All right, you watch as it goes soaring through the air, exploding all around uh, this 
jackal-faced fiend as it will make a dexterity saving throw. With advantage, it's a 21 succeeding. Kazuma rolling 30 damage, half to 15, and then half again to 8, as this thing seems preternaturally resistant to flames. Alright, Casimir uh, will then duck back into hiding and rejoin Esmeralda. That is the end of his go. Erythrindir, you're up. Okay. D wincing and scorched, his magic having shielded him from the, and his dexterity having shielded him from the brunt of the chain lightning, but not enough. He looks at the others, looks down at Matreon, and just yells, Every, everything you can do to mess with it, pour it on now. Don't care about damage. Just get it to the ground. And he is going to run across the balcony. Oh, and sorry, Thank one thing I neglected to mention, Erythrindir would have noticed that the chain lightning leapt out to Amity while she was invisible. Shit. It can... Amity, it knows you're there. Might be able to see through invisibility or something. And going 40 feet, he's going to clamber up onto the balcony railing. And... Hoping against hope, cast Tasha's hideous laughter. All right, uh, as the spell sweeps up through the air, it will raise a dismissive spell hand, sweeping the magic aside as it casts counter spell. You know what? It's free to it. That's used its reaction. In that case, that's his turn. All right, very good. It is the giant ape's turn. How high up is it? floating now. 30 feet above the balcony and 10 feet away from the balcony's edge. Okay, which is uh, how far up from the ground below? It is 60 feet off the ground. Okay. Hmm. What's the rules for vertical jumping again? Funny you should ask. <laughs> well, your strength score is 20. Let me just... Uh, high jump, you leap into the air, a number of feet equal to three plus your strength modifier. Uh, what's your strength mod? My strength modifier is six. All right, so you can leap nine feet into the ground, and I would round that to 10, uh, which means that you could reach anything that is 20 feet above you, but unfortunately it's 30 feet. Okay, well, what if it's not a standing I would say jump, that if you would like, I, I would allow you, that's with a running jump. I would say that I would allow you to make an athletics check to try to jump even higher, but the DC is going to be relatively high. Hmm. You have a rock you can throw at it. I do have a rock I can throw at it, but I only have one rock. True. It's, a, it's an important treasure. I'll, I'll tell you up front. You can throw at it next. Uh, if, you want, if you want to jump an additional 5 feet, that would be DC 20. Additional 10 feet would be DC 25. Your athletics modifier is plus 9. It's up to you if you'd like to chance it. Okay, so is there is there a world in which I can roll an athletics check to try to jump at it and then depending on the result i can either uh punch it if i get in range or uh if i don't get in range i land below and still have my action uh yes i will allow that but you would take let's damage uh from the fall but not very much obviously y yeah let's do it uh gonna right. do a run and jump here's my athletics check all right let's see if you can make this dunk <sighs> Oh, or you natural one for ten. Oh, you leap forward, and unfortunately, just as you do, the bit of balcony that you punch through uh, 
skids just beneath your foot and you go stumbling off to the ground, managing to land in position. Uh, all limbs crouched below. You will take, I will say, since you are a huge creature, I'm just gonna roll 1d6. You take three points of bludgeoning damage. Um, all right. And you're easily able to pivot that off into a three-point shot if you'd like. It's not quite a dunk, but... I, I, I will take the three-point shot. Very good. And that, that could have been awesome. I, I don't blame you for going for it. Uh, oh my god. Oh, no, no. no. Oh, I'm so sorry. The rock goes soaring straight through the air. The Arcanaloth dodging it abruptly in the air as though creating its own inertia. The rock goes soaring up past it and embeds itself in the ceiling and refuses to come back down. Okay. Uh, I am... I don't know where I land, but presumably I land somewhere. Um, yes, and, I will put uh, you right over here, I think. Uh, roaring with with rage, the um, beast says in basically a voice that only Amity can understand, Give me more rocks! All right. Very good, and that, I believe... Excellent. Uh... All right, at the end of your turn, Amity, you're back up. Metreon is looking kind of stunned on his bum at the top of the stairs, and Kiva and Erthendur at the top with Gorillasin all the way at the bottom. What are you doing? Oh, God. Uh, are we in this to win it, or are we just trying to get out alive? I think if we need the opening to get out, we've got it. But I think if we're going to do this, we got to kill this thing. Um, how heavy does a rock have to be for the giant ape to use it as a, a rock? Because Amity has, like, a small rock. I would like, say it has to be a boulder-sized, sorry. Oh, okay, so this isn't something Amity could tear out of the railing herself. Unfortunately not. Okay. Um, Why not? She's strong enough! Yeah, she's, my she's athletics is higher than, all of us. than the... My uh, stat block does not say how big the rock has to be. <laughs> Um, but honestly, I have no, like, ideas for anything productive Amity can do if it's not giving, uh, the ape a rock, so Amity's just gonna go up here, and, um, just, like, not be in AoE range, just sort of duck behind this door that, that we honestly started the entire plan in, just to take a small breath. Alright, are you opening plan. the door, or are you just kind of standing beside it? Oh, this door is currently closed. Okay, it um, is currently closed. Yeah, I'm opening this one. That's like a item interaction, and just ending the turn here. You know, I'll come out next turn, but just give me a turn. I have no HP. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, glancing down the corridor as Esmeralda begins her turn, uh, you see her beginning to make her way down the corridor guardedly. Uh, she catches sight of you and gives you an abrupt nod and glances back toward Casimir. Uh, as you watch, she seems to be following behind her. Uh, Metreon, you're up. Actually, no, let me see something. Esmeralda, she gets over here. She has line of sight. She's going to fire off a lightning bolt at it. Yeah, that's what I want. Woo! Actually, can she, looking from this perspective... You know, I would say that she just barely has it. It's, it's, it's in my foundry calculation, so that's good enough for me, trigonometry or not. Amber Temple, home of triangles. Yep, so she's going to fire off a lightning bolt. Blasting it through the air, a sizzling streak of black... Plasma. Let's see if this thing makes its deck save. That is an 18, which succeeds, taking half damage. 
33, half to 17, half again to 9. Love it when third level spells do cantrip damage. Love All right. Uh, Esmeralda nods and uh, then kind of drops down low out of sight. Uh, she's going to go prone for the moment. All right. Metron, you're up. Okay. So uh, on my bum, uh, am I technically prone or is it just flavor? Uh, no, you, you just dropped on your butt, but you can easily scramble back up to your feet. All right. Uh, so scramble up back to my feet and feeling that sudden loss of power uh, and that rage that I had uh, still lingering though um, I go up and I look up at this creature and I start to scream at it but as I do it's this intense uh, almost like Black Canary style scream uh, as I'm going to cast Mind Spike at him oh shit oh shit the first time we've seen this spell it is yeah. alright let's see how it does uh, DC Wisdom alright Unfortunately, that is a 16. All right. Well, he still takes some damage. All right. The group of you watch as Metreon's, from Metreon's outstretched hand, there's suddenly this almost halo of boring, uh, twisting energy, shimmering of many colors all around the Arcanaloth set. It clutches it briefly, stumbling back a few feet in the air. Uh managing to shake it off, but you could watch as small bits of black ichor beginning to leak out of the sides of its eyelids and ears. Uh, so that's 18 points of psychic damage. Okay, 18 points, have to nine, right? Uh, yes. All right, Level and third level spells do cantrip damage. Beautiful. All right, uh, that is the end of your turn. Uh, uh, no, it's not. Uh, oh, no, it's not. So, uh, seeing Amity run past me into the corridor, I'm going to follow suit, knowing now that I'm squishy, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and move, and then bonus action hide. All right. And, and that's my turn. And it's an 18 on the start. Right. Excellent. Uh, Kiva, you're up. All right, riddle me this, Batman. I will say that this thing's actually looking reasonably wounded now. Ooh. If Kiva were to say, like, run and jump onto a giant bramble beast's shoulders, would she be close to, like, hit a fox thing? Unfortunately not. The The bramble beast is on the okay. floor of the temple, 30 feet below, and the uh, Arcanaloth is 30 feet above your head. So there's like a 45 Could gap between it and the Bramble Beast yeet Kiva into the Arcanaloth. I could. I would allow a roll for it. Let's do some yeeting. Yes. Um, uh, although, uh, I don't think I would be able to yeet until my turn, and until then, like, it gets to go, so it could easily AoE us. You know what? Yeah. I kind of, this is such a cool idea that I kind of want to take the chance. All right. Um, because you know what? When or else are we going to do this? So Kiva will um, look to Erthrandir and just say, maybe you can explain this plan <laughs> to her because I can't speak her language. Um, and then we'll just run and jump into Gorillason's waiting arms. Okay. Uh, 
you will risk taking some damage. I'll allow um, an athletics check from uh, Lolison to, to kind of you know cushion your blow and reduce the amount of damage you take if you would like. To yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Also, I think All that right. I understand common. Um, I just can't speak anything unless I'm speaking with somebody. Who's Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna bonus action rage first. Okay. And then okay. do this. Yeah. What's the wild yeah, surge? What's the wild What's surge? What's the wild surge? Let's find out, mm. friends. Delicious. Ooh. Okay. I feel like it's it's been a while since I've had this one. Oh, nice. Um, so any creature of my choice that can see within 30 feet of, that I can see within 30 feet of me must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take necrotic damage. And I get mm. temporary hit points. Love this for me. Love that for you. Um, and the flavor of this, which is my favorite, is the Percy Dorolo black mist coming out of her eyes and mouth and nose um, and surrounding Fantastic. her and making her stronger. Con save, you said? Uh, yes. All right, making it with advantage. That is very low. That is a five, folks. Oh my god, Ooh. I love this for me. <laughs> What's the damage? It's 11 points of damage. Diggity Eat damn. Hell yeah. You watch ass. as the mist begins fuddling around this thing's form, its eyes going wide as bits of its exposed fur begin to sizzle and wither away, uh, falling to gray and then white and then dropping forth as bits of its uh, hide actually begin to decay right in front of you. It is a horrific sight. Oh my God, amazing. Um, and so yeah, she's raging after all that happens, then she's gonna yeet herself at Lillison. All right, that is a 20 right. athletics to, to uh, you know, kind of catch her and soften her blow, her landing. All right, you uh, successfully catch her and uh, iron giant her, putting her on your shoulder. Oh, I'm so ready for this. Let's go. Let's fucking go. I want to see the art for this. She is going to ready her action to make her two attacks at uh, the Arcanaloth with her sun sword the second she is thrown within range. All right, is that the end you of your just turn? Get the one. I don't get I don't get my two attacks. Not from a ready action. Correct. What the fuck? Okay, that's fine. You could try to grapple onto it though. Okay, you do I'll do that then. So it's up to you if you want. Yeah. To um. Nah. For well, right not, now, not I'm immediately. Just ready the later, action. Later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, it is its turn. Uh, you watch as looking around with eyes wide, it raises its claws, hand clawed hands, and you watch as. Once again, uh, Lillison, you recognize this strange tearing sound as the fabric of reality splits, forming a strange opening in the air just behind it, and it moves to dart through, vanishing from sight. All right, somebody better find this thing. Otherwise, I'm going to be uh, eating Kiva somewhere. Uh, DM? Yes. What happens next? Uh, next up, it is Casimir's turn. Uh, Casimir will continue forward, uh, passing Esmeralda and meeting Amity. Right. This, this is a lot of action out there. Is everything going? I feel the spell is still holding. Amity's invisible. Maybe he's saying this to Metreon oh. or just... Uh, Metreon, yes. He cannot see Amity. Very fair. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just feel uh, the thing is, is, is dangerous. It's bad. It's shooting lightning and shit. Uh, uh, I'm staying in here. 
I'm I'm here too. You can't see this right now, but I'm leaving bad. I I want to make a dash for it, maybe. I'm feeling wiped. All right. That is end of Casimir's turn. Erthrendir, you're up. What are you doing? Okay. So he didn't see any sign of where he, I presume, Dimension Door 2, right? Uh, I would say not. And he can't make out the end of the hall through the darkness and his dark vision and the light. Yeah, the far side of the temple is obscured in the darkness. He can't even see the, the statue from this point. Okay, so that leaves options. If he's not directly behind him, then he presumes he's not out of the temple. He's presumably not to the right, because that's where, you know, his friends are. So that leaves either up front or to the left in those arrow slits. Neither of which are cheering options. For his money, he'd wager the more likely scenarios that the fucker's back in the statue. So he's going to move... Move further. Move a little more. And then dash to see what he can see. All right. Uh, dashing forward, you look around. There's no sight of it. Damn it. It's playing. It's hiding. In that case, regrettably, that's his turn. All right. It is Gorillison's turn. Uh, you're dunk three-point target has vanished. Kiva is crouching on your shoulder. What are you doing? All right. Um, seeing where Erthrendir went and uh, hearing Erthrendir's invective, Lillison is going to scout about uh, this other way. And with Kiva on her shoulder, she can actually see now. So let's start going this way. Yay! Anything to see here? Nothing that you can see. You can just see the darkness of the temple. You can just faintly see the fingertips of the statue and the pillars on either side of it, but there's no sign of anything beyond. All right, gonna take the rest of my movement. Uh, what about over here? No sign. Okay. Um, the Blood Bramble Lillison makes a soft questioning noise at Kiva. Kiva, <laughs> does she get the sense that if she's yeeted at the statue that she'll be able to take some hints at Neveron? Uh, I mean, if you get, get yeeted at the statue, you know, if something is there, you can certainly try to attack it. Uh, you might take some damage upon the landing. But I mean, you were valid. To be yeeted valid i mean listen do like maybe this is meta so i shouldn't ask this but do we think that he's back in the statue like logically or is he it's just like up to you logically there's two reasonable places he could be either in the leftmost hallway or back in the statue i don't think you he know what gotten back to the statue from where he was it's too far away not if it's dimension door yeah dimension door is dimension door 300 yeah, like 400. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. All right, fuck it. Yeet her at the statue. Let's go. Okay. How does Kiva express this? Um, She's just gonna <laughs> give <laughs> Gorillison a absolutely feral look and just mime throwing something over at the statue. Okay. 
<laughs> Real power, I love that. Um, God. Bramble Lillison is going to very, very gently close her little, very large Bramble fingers around Kiva. Uh, rear up on her hind legs and send her sailing through the air. Do I have to roll anything for this? I will ask you to make an attack roll, uh, as if you were throwing a rock. Just Come see on! Hey, you can do it. That is a natural 20 with Kiva Rock for 29. You, you underhand her as gently as if you were a, a grown-up uh, pitching for their kids for a softball game, and just gently, with as little verticality as you can manage, push her through the air, uh, and with air resistance as minimal as possible because of that damn crit, I would say that Kiva, you land there in a bla uh, Black Widow level tumble and come up oh, looking like an absolute oh badass. I'm uh, literally, this is this is the best day of my fucking life. Can we roll damage on that statue though? Uh, the, yeah. the statue's head has been demolished. Like there's like the ears sticking up on either side, but there's nothing on front or back. There's like 30 more feet of statue. Uh, no, you hit, you were going for the head, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so Kiva lands perfectly uh, in the middle of the darkness that is still there. You cannot see anything, but Kiva, you do hear below you in the very distant uh, space below, very slightly to the north, the sound of a single footstep echoing off of the back wall. Would she be able to, um, from the statue, um, get down and attack whatever that thing is, or is she close enough to attack it right now with her ready uh, It is like many feet below you, but you could drop down if you have the movement. Um, yeah, I've got 40 feet of movement, so. All right, would you like to hurl yourself, hurl yourself off of the statue onto the ground? I mean, yeah. it's not her turn. Oh no, it's not her turn. We can do that on your turn though. It's coming yeah, up. Yeah, okay, great, let's do it. All right, Amity, you're up. Um, Amity ducks out of the alcove. I, I'm gonna say just in time to see Kiva midair uh, soaring towards the statue and just like shake her head like, what? <laughs> um, but then um, she doesn't see the uh, fox dude here. So she's gonna continue her plan to make a break from it. Um, just running back towards the, the little entrance um, corridor and end her turn there like panting and, and straggling. Uh, but keep an eye on the incredible display behind her. All right, beautiful. Uh, that is the end of your go then. Esmeralda is up. She will continue making her way out to catch up with Casimir and dashing to move forward. Looking at Metreon. Redzen, what's the plan? We still in combat with this thing? It, I, I don't know. I've been back here. I've heard something. <laughs> Did Ez been... completely missed us? That's so funny. She has completely. Well, she. Yeah. Uh, she was probably watching a little bit through the arrow slits. I would. Well, no, she dropped prone, so she can't make it that far. Uh, she couldn't see the arrow slits. She looks very wide eyed and slightly confused. She completely missed that beautiful moment. Aww. Uh, but yeah, Metreon just looks uh, back at her. I don't know. I hear some stomping and some yelling, and I think it's still going on. Right. Okay, good to know. Uh, and she readies her uh, rapier and weapons again in case anything comes near. Uh, Metreon, you're up again. Well, kiss Margaret. Um, Gareth will convey the rough situation if he needs it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I assume I would have heard Gorillason running 
back towards the uh, northern. Yeah, you hear the sound of very area. heavy footstalls making footfalls making their way north away from you. All right, so I'm going to step out of the temple. Uh, step out of this room. I'm stepping out of the temple, guys. All right. All right, so that's... Aerithrin deer. Uh, and I yell out, What's the plan? What are we doing? Leaving, right? Nah. This thing's hurt. I know it is. And if we leave, it'll have time to recover. If you're hurt, you can stay back, but I think we can finish this. Uh, hearing that, he feels this kind of surge of, of both the anger that's still hanging in his system from being a giant uh, T-Rex-like animal creature. And uh, also his kind of defiance. Uh, and he's going to go ahead and huff and say fuck it and keep running. Uh, so he uses right. move, the rest of his movement uh, and his bonus action to dash. Um, and then um, yeah, I'll hold my uh, hold my action for an Eldritch Blast in case I see something. Alright, beautiful. Uh, Kiva, you're up, and on your turn, you focus, drawing inward, pushing the light of the sun sword out. It, you watch as all around you, it burns through the darkness, and looking down on the far side, just below the cowl of the statue, 30 feet below, you see the Arcanaloth pressed up against the back wall, looking around suspiciously, and then gaze darting up toward you. Alright, she's gonna yeet herself down 30 feet and attack it twice with the sun sword. All right, that's going to be 3d6 damage, and I believe you'll land prone, but you can eat yourself back up. Yeah. All right, you take nine points, I presume, have to five because of rage? Okay, yep, yep, yep. Or is that only weapon damage? It's bludgeoning, slashing, or uh, it's piercing damage, isn't it? So... Barb is all damage. Barb is all damage. And Beautiful. NPCs get weapon yeah. damage. All right, uh, so you take five points of bludgeoning damage, and you eat yourself down uh, beside this very unhappy-looking Arcanaloth. Amazing. I'm going to Reckless and attack twice with the Sun Sword. All right, go for it. Fuck him up. Destroy him. Uh, 23 to hit. 23 will hit. And that yes. is too high for his shield to block, so we will not cast shield. Um, And he gets an extra D8, right? Uh, he is not undead. Oh, He's okay. A fiend. You can you can use a divine smite, and I believe that does more damage against fiends. Correct? Um, I don't have a divine smite left, mm. but I oh, can. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so he takes seven points of radiant damage on the first one. Um, okay, very good. And then I'll I'll let him uh, take this second one to the face. How about a twenty-four? Uh, twenty-four will also hit. Roll some damage. Great. So that's nine points of radiant damage, and I believe he has to do a con save, or else he's going to take some necrotic damage, too. Oh, that's spicy. That's on each of your turns, right? Yup. Alright, rolling with advantage, that's a 20, so I believe that's a success. Okay, it doesn't work this time. That's fine, that's fine, but um, Percy Dorolo Kiva just yeeted into him for, like, 16 points of damage. Radiant Love damage. that for her. Alright, that your turn? Alright. Yes, that is my turn, thank you. Alright, it is his turn. Uh... Eyes still white, he brings his claws up around the air and pulls it down around him, wrapping himself in a shroud uh, 
of space that curls and renders him invisible from your eyes. You can still if he's within feet. 10 feet of me, I can see him. So. Oh, very good. Oh, so you I actually do see you. him as he darts back through the air away from you, invisible. Uh, but you can see him. Would you like to make an opportunity attack? I would. Indeed, I would. Sixteen? Sixteen does not hit, I'm afraid. Fuck me! Okay, that's fine. Swift, swiftly ducks out of the way, your blade just searing centimeters away from his left ear, and he vanishes from your blind sight as he pulls up and back away from you, up into, into the air, and vanishing from your sight. <sighs> okay. All right, uh, that is the end of his turn. Casimir is up. He will continue making his way around the corner, uh, peering out the door, and then thinking, about, thinking better of it. Uh, dear, you're up. Kiva, what's the situation? Uh, she is going to scream that he is over here, um, like sort of point out exactly where he went once he disappeared out of her blind sight. Um, so that's, yeah, she'll just sort of point Erthendir in that direction. Yeah, I would say you could you kind of get the sense that he was floating up around toward the crumbled balcony used to be. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, he's Instead up going the to the balcony. Excellent. So Earth is going to mentally measure some distances. Oh, splendid. And at the spot where Kiva pointed out, he is going to cast Shatter. All right. Let's see. You're placing that down? Uh, yep, but I will need you to tell me where it needs to be. Uh, I would say the most you know is that you saw Kiva kind of float. Kiva saw him floating slowly upward to the balcony. You don't know exactly where, so this is going to have to be a bit of a leap of faith. If you'd like, I can move Kiva so you can... S well, you should be able to see... Uh, the I balcony, can, so yeah. I will let you get Serena was, was never on, on your left or your right. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Was he on my left or he right? Was, he was on the western side and floated uh, left and, and south. Left and south. Left and south! <laughs> Alright. Is he in there? Uh, taking a look. Let me just take a quick look at this marker you put down. Circle 10 feet. Let me just check something real quick. Sorry. I think if it's you move right. that marker uh, half a square to the left, it'll uh, cover more area. That's a point. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, because you do have to put it on any point, I guess. So you're going to move it that way? Okay, yeah, that's more what I would have done. All right. Uh, unbeknownst to Erthrandir, uh, there is a saving throw being made right now, just barely, because of that little tweak. Yeah. Thanks. And that is Thanks, a failure. Man. What's the damage? Uh, ah! Damn it. Only eight thunder. Eight thunder damage. Uh, that's still enough for a concentration check. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Bomb that shit. Uh, that is a nine, which fails. <gasps> he watches, he apparates into existence once again, the invisibility rushing away from him, hovering uh, just to the south of the upper doors of where the balcony once lay. Does my ready to action go off? 
Uh, you can see him, and I think he is in range. So yes, it does go it off. Uh, yes, yeah, so excitedly, uh, just spotting him. We're gonna launch some an Eldritch blast. All right, go for it. Come on, Metrion. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen does not hit. Yeah, who's too excited? Unfortunately, just barely, okay. you watch as it skitters through the air, and after being blown back and looking around frantically, eyes wide from the reverberations that are still ringing in its ears, you watch as the fiend looks toward you and frantically, uh, almost nervously, brings his claws up, tearing forth a shimmer of energy in the air, dissipating the spell as it evades and blocks the attack. I believe Jack gets a second blast. Uh, uh, not on a ready action. Yeah, it's or, a ready Actually, no, it is. It's part of the spell. You yeah, get two beams. it's part of the is spell. It? Oh, yeah, it's yep, like if you had kind of Scorching Ray, you'd still get all three shots. Bless you, Twy. All right, let's see uh, what the second one is. It's going to be a dirty 20. A dirty 20 will hit. So it's going to be four plus three, so seven points of force damage. Seven points, you said? Yes. All right, this thing kind of flutters in the air for a moment. You see the black ichor dripping down its side, the cloak on its back looking torn. It's looking incredibly hurt. Ooh, I like that. Earth and deer, uncharacteristically. Get his ass! And that's his turn. I love that also for him. It's Gorillison's turn. Dragna, you cannot tell me there are no rocks here. There are lots of you have a ro- you have a rock smorgasbord. This is the goddamn uh, like whole country buffet of rocks. Brunch buffet of rocks. Take your pick. I would like to take a very aesthetically pleasing rock, and I would like to eat it. There is a rock that is very time. faintly that looks very faintly like Ismark's face. Would you like that one? <gasps> yes, I would. <laughs> it's all yours. Alright, that's an 18 to hit. An 18, it hurtles through the air, smashing through it, and eyes going wide, the Arcanaloth looks down and juts out its other hand, the arcane shield of bursting lightning and curling flames flickering up as it uses its reaction to uh, cast shield, blocking the rock. Okay. Um, Yeah, with, like, I'm I'm just going to sit here in the buffet of rocks, and that's what I'm going to do. Beautiful. I love that for her. All right. That is the end of your turn. Amity, you're up. Amity can't do anything. She's going to cure wounds herself and get a little bit closer, and that's all. Uh, someone else, go. All right. Esmeralda is up. She will make her way up to Casimir, take a look through the door, and kind of get a sense of where this thing is. She hollers down to Metreon. Are we trying to take it out? Yes. Right. All right. Uh, she's going to. Actually, I'm just realizing she cannot see because that pillar's in the way. She's going to move a little bit further. There we go. And let me see if Lightning Bolt actually has the range to hit it. It does, barely. So she's going to throw out her hand, summoning up the Black Lightning, and send it blasting through the room toward it. And all right, let's see how this looks. That is success. As Esmeralda dealing 32 damage down to 16, down to eight. 
you watch as it crackles through the air, slamming directly into this thing and blasting through its chest. Its face goes back, utter small jolts of black lightning and electricity tracing themselves across its form, arcs leaping from side to side, and with a faint smell of ozone and a sound of sizzling, plummets to the floor. Kiva just, like, lets out out a super feral scream. And as Kiva's victory screech echoes through the temple chamber, that is where we will take our break. Hell yeah! God damn! I love it when a plan comes together. I'm sorry. That was a good fight. Man, that was was a good time. He's so annoying. (laughs) He is! Yeah, that's, that's, that's nothing compared run. to what you're going to see in the finale. I know. That's why you don't run optimal Strahd, kids. Oh, no, I'm... Wait, I wait, mean, wait, Lillison, you can eat me at Strahd, though! I oh, could. the plays. The you plays. Or... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or I could... turn Kodos on us in the last no. minute, and... Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, or I could do my blink strategy and just get through the walls while he's trying to get through the walls. <laughs> well, in any case, we'll see how that turns out as you deal with what it is that you've just uncovered. I think there might be some interesting things that you find in the space that you've just created. So, we will pick this back up after a quick 15 minute break. So, we hope you enjoy and we will be back very soon.